this is Jude Knoll, and you're listening to the Norse Up Podcast, a production for NKU by NKU, highlighting the expertise of our university's faculty and staff. Joining me is my co-host, Clayton Castle. Today, we're in conversation with Dr. Shauna Riley, Professor of Political Science and Director of the Institute for Student Research and Creative Activity, to discuss Experiential Learning Week, Celebration, and other great things happening within ISRCA. Dr. Riley joined NKU in fall 2009. She received her undergraduate degree in her home country, Canada, and completed her master's and PhD programs at Georgia State, studying American politics and professional politics. As ISRCA director, she oversees an organization that assists students' scholarship, facilitates collaboration between faculty and students, and provides opportunities for members of the campus community to share their work. Dr. Riley, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So first, let's start off with some background uh, on yourself. Tell us about how and why you came to NKU and how you ended up in charge of the ISRCA. Uh, So I came to NKU, I gather it's now 13 years uh, ago, and I graduated in the height of the recession. And so where there was a job was good to go. Uh, I had no idea anything about Kentucky when I moved here, to be honest. Uh, But the kind of students we have really does make it worthwhile to teach um, and to teach at NKU. So the students are certainly what's kept me here all these years. Uh, I ended up as director of ICIRCA. I I don't spell it out, sorry. (laughs) Uh, So uh, director of ICIRCA, there was a committee that was tasked with forming some sort of institute center to support student research. And after the course of a year, we, we had a plan, sort of, and we needed a director. And so they advertised for one. I applied, and that's the end of that story. It's not very long, uh, but I've been in this position about five and a half years now, and it's a lot of fun, and it's really a nice um, breakup to sort of the monotony of sometimes we get into. Before we get into Experiential Learning Week and Celebration, can you just talk a little bit more about ICIRCA sure. and uh, talk about some of the work that you all do? So the goal of ICIRCA is to sort of provide supports for students and connect them with faculty. And so we do that in a couple of different ways. Uh, One, we have an office space, which is nice when students come by. Uh, We have a student worker who helps uh, with that. And so there's just the two of us in there. It's not very intimidating to come in and sit and chat about research and all that jazz. So we host a couple of events. So Celebration being the biggest one where we get to showcase student research. But we also have a journal that's run by um, Dr. Hare out of chemistry. And the journal publishes student research. So you can imagine the selling point to students like, hey, we not only are here to celebrate and support your research, but we're going to publish it. So you're going to be a published author by the time you leave NKU. Uh, So it's peer reviewed, kind of like an academic journal or like an academic journal. And we get to see students work sort of come to fruition in that way. We provide some competitions or some funding opportunities throughout the year. Summer fellowships is what I'm working on right now, hoping to award those tomorrow. Very excited uh, where we can support students for the summer to do research with a faculty member. So full time opportunity to sort of engage and get get sort of into the nitty gritty stuff without school classes to sort of distract us. Uh, And we provide some additional supports throughout the year, conference travel, those types of activities. And as we mentioned earlier, next week, starting on Monday, April 17th, is Experiential Learning Week. Could you give us a quick definition of what experiential learning actually is, and then a general overview of what the actual week entails? 
Sure. So Experiential Learning Week is academic speak for um, trying to get our hands on activities. So all four or five types of um, experiential learning is where we see students engaged directly in their learning process. So research, study abroad, service learning, and I always internships. I always miss one. Doesn't matter when I do it, but I always miss one. Uh, is uh, sort of those the ones that we're highlighting during the experiential learning week. And we started experiential learning week three years ago with the hope to engage campus in not only what we've been doing, but what we could do going forward in the height of the pandemic. So everybody was sitting at their screens. Why not have some webinars and some some opportunities for folks to engage and showcase what they've been doing? Can you imagine what it would be like to do an internship during COVID? Right. Well, when you did that, what did it look like and how can we support you and sort of make it easier for other students to participate because they can talk to someone who's done this? So that was sort of our, our idea about how to do this and to also collaborate and drive attendance to our activities. So it's not just celebration. It's not just internships. It's not just study abroad, but collaboratively, how can we engage students about what we're doing? So that was where we started. And I think our first year we came out really strong and we had tons of panels and we just we divided our own audience. Right. Mm -hmm. So we've narrowed down our, our focus a little bit in terms of offering very specific programming that we think best serves our students and is what they want to hear from or are interested in. So that's sort of our, our overview. We used to separate each type of experiential learning by a day. So like Monday was internships. And we've kind of gotten away from that because we want to see it more holistically and engage folks not only in all the types, but across all the colleges. Yeah, we've already mentioned it a couple of times, but celebration is probably the best known aspect of uh, Experiential Learning Week. Could you tell us, for those who may not be familiar, what celebration is and what your favorite part of the celebration event is? So the celebration of student research and creative activity predates me and predates my office. So it's been on campus. I learned from uh, Clayton's uh, lovely press release that it's been here for 21 years. So that was nice to learn. Um, I wasn't quite aware of, of its lengthy history. So uh, 21 years on campus, and it provides a showcase for all the work our students do in terms of research and creative activity. What we're doing this year is we have a poster session where students can put up a poster and we can all browse like a browsing fair and walk through and engage students one-on-one -on -one about what they're doing, what they're learning, what they hope to do with it, career plans, et cetera. Uh, we invite employers, we invite community members to join us and sort of engage the students. Think about how cool it would be that you can see a student's work that may translate into a job at your company. Yeah. Pretty cool opportunity there. We also do oral presentations where students who um, would rather give a an oral portion of their presentation get about 15 minutes to present to a, an audience. And we do virtual presentations. A lot of our students are online. And so making sure that we have opportunities for online students is really important. And so they pre-record a video. We upload them into the library site. And then we post the link for students to engage. And they have to go back in and leave comments for others and those types of things. And um, you also mentioned a sort of internship and study abroad experience event. Could you tell us a little bit about this and what makes these types of experiences so important to students? So this year we're piloting a new sort of showcase. We've, we've been ex very successful with celebration. Can we translate that into other forms of experiential learning to kind of create that interaction component? So for the internship and study abroad showcase on Monday, 
we um, will have the same thing. So there'll be posters throughout the um, Student Union Ballroom. There's also going to be multimedia presentations. It's a little bit smaller, so they have some additional abilities there. So uh, what they've done is highlighted what was important to them with their internships, what they've learned from their internships, and sort of career goals, and put those into presentations, whatever format that looks like for them. There isn't a, like, you must have this in column one, this in column two, that. And same for study abroad. Those students were given the same opportunities to showcase their most recent experiences studying abroad, what they learned, the challenges, all of that. And I think it breaks down a lot of barriers for students to be able to go and talk to someone who's done an internship, maybe not in their one field, but like, what it, was it like to do an internship? What did you do? What did you not do? What did you like? How did you balance your classes around it? Those types of questions that we all think about or worry about, but this is an opportunity to ask someone who's actually done it mm-hmm. in, a, in a low pressure situation. There's also employers invited, so uh, they'll be wandering around talking to students as well. So there's there's kind of a, a piece for everybody depending on, on their sort of perspective on that. Uh, internships and study abroad, why should you do them? Uh, I think for all experiential learning, uh, you should do them because they make you better candidates for employment, they make you better candidates for graduate school, they give you more skills. Um, I think I always tell my students that they have to say yes at least once or twice in their college career to different things. And if you take the opportunity to study abroad, to do an internship, to study research, all of the opportunities, you create those relationships with faculty that you may not have had otherwise. And so you're creating a connection on campus, you're creating a connection for the future, and you're working on your skill set for jobs. So I I think it's kind of the full picture of activities and why we should do them. I want to second that because one of my biggest regrets about my college experience was I never got to study abroad. I never got to do an internship. Um, And so I recommend students do that because you don't want to live with regrets like I do. Um, I didn't do them either. (laughs) So so Tuesday's events revolve around service learning. What can visitors expect from the two programs taking place that day? So the uh, afternoon panel at one o'clock is uh, three, four Chase students, I think four students in the law school who are going to be presenting on the work that they've done in the law clinics. So a lot of our students do hands-on work as law students in legal clinics to help those who may not be able to um, have access to attorneys in other circumstances. That's the focus of the first panel. I think it does a couple of things. One, it demystifies the process of law school for our undergraduate students who might be interested in law school. I think it also provides an opportunity to think of experiential learning in a different way. We often think about it as, this is the only way to do it. Well, but you do it in grad school too. There's multiple ways to look at this. And so uh, the opportunity to talk or to engage with those law students and what they're doing is pretty cool. They did this two years ago online. It was fabulous. It was my, it was one of my favorite panels of the week. And so if you're sitting around and have time, it'll be both on Zoom and in person. So I'd recommend folks attend that. And then in the after, later afternoon, uh, I think it starts at four. They have the um, Mayerson Philanthropy Project. So NKU has a long history of um, working in the philanthropy projects. In fact, um, the Scripps Howard Center has written a handbook that literally other universities use to guide their their philanthropy programs. We, we are the people who wrote the book on it, or Mark Nykirk's the one who wrote the book on it. Um, and so the program through the center, they 
raise money and then they do philanthropic donations through classes. And so those classes will be presenting to their nonprofits during that session. So you can see if you ever wanted to take a service learning class and what that looks like, but also how each class connects with a nonprofit is, is really kind of an interesting approach and how you can see, oh, there's a, um, a group of social work classes that do work with, say, the refugee group in, in, North, in Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area. That's cool. I would have never thought about doing that. Maybe that's something I can involve in my classes, or maybe I want to take that class next year. And so it, it's good for both faculty and students to engage in. Finally, uh, we have one more panel on Thursday, and it's a student engagement panel that I hear is related to trout or fish in some way. <laughs> I'm interested in hearing about that. Uh, so the panel is named Experiential Learning and Trout. Uh, I'm going to not take credit for that, but you know, it seems to be the one that people get the most laughs out of. Like, wait a minute, what's trout? Uh, my boss texted me like, what's this about trout? I was like, it piqued your interest. <laughs> Time to go look. And she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she went and looked. But what it is, is taking um, the work of A River Runs Through It and the sequel written by his son, Homewaters. And so what it did was a class took those two literary works and interpreted it into a dance. Oh, and wow. so we're going to get to see that sort of creative viewpoint of the um, the literary work. So it's really taking experiential learning in a different way. And they've presented it here in Northern Kentucky at a um, six at six lecture. And this is an opportunity to, to take it to the, the next sort of next audience. And so it will be available on Zoom and in person. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's also an event on Friday, a video panel by so, Career Services. Career Services has uh, done a lovely job. They've created a video that anyone can access anytime. And it shows you how you translate all of these things that you participate in or can participate in at your time at NKU and how to put them on your resume. We, we don't always do that part. We don't translate. I did all these things. Okay, so how are you going to tell an employer? And so Lisa McElfresh in Career Services has created a really awesome video detailing how you put things on there, what they look like, and how to sort of structure that to showcase everything you've done and to give folks the, the best opportunity to put their foot forward when they're applying for jobs or graduate school. So final question, uh, what is your favorite thing about either celebration or experiential learning week? Well, I have to say celebration. I want to say celebration because it's my, my baby uh, running out of uh, our ICERCA office. But, um, you know, at the end of the day to see in my squeaky chair, um, to see how students can translate the work that they've done throughout the semester, throughout the year, throughout their college careers into a presentation and how excited they are and how enthusiastic they are about what they've done is kind of the best part of the job, yeah. right? Seeing the the... the the impact, the, the the outcomes. My students always get mad at me because I won't tell them like what they're supposed to come up with at the end. And it, I tell them it's about the process, not the outcome. And here we get to see both, right? They're going to tell you about their process. They're going to tell you about the challenges they run into. And you're going to see the outcomes. And they do some pretty cool stuff. And so... I would recommend celebration to anyone. Well, Dr. Sean O'Reilly, thank you so much for coming on the Norse Up podcast. 
Thank you. This has been another episode of the North South Podcast. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If we're not where you find your podcasts, let us know and we'll get on there. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at NKU Magazine. Uh, that's the podcast is run through NKU Magazine. Also check out for the latest NKU Magazine stories on the NKU website, nku.edu, and coming to select mailboxes <laughs> here soon in the next week or so. So again, thank you for joining us. And as always, Norse out.